the series is called Love Does, and I want you to see just one more time just to kind of sear into your memory what love does. So roll that clip, and I'll just come up when I want it to fade. people like that in this world. And I'm a little, um, I guess, disappointed because the generation that you guys are growing up in tends to be a, a generation, and not by your doing, it's actually our generation's fault, is that we tend to, my age group, which is probably your parents' age, we have... T- we have tended to do a little bit better than our parents did financially. The homes that my nieces and nephews live in and the cars that they ride in, we would have called those mansions and luxury cars. And it's just, you know, it's just a Toyota with leather seats, but we would have called that luxury. And so with that in mind, because we have done a little bit better than our parents did, we've in a way indulged our children and not had them work for stuff like previous generations have. And that's okay. But what has happened is, and you probably have heard this from time to time, is that it creates a sense of entitlement, meaning that I am due things. I am due attitudes. I am due money. I am due objects. And I think that we've done a great disservice to this generation by providing everything. Let me make this case in point. I've known people that their parents gave them, gave them a car and that car was filthy and dinged up by the time they were done with it and wrecked and all the things. But then a little down the road, that same person bought their next car with their own money. And that thing is washed and waxed and cleaned and top shape, uh, oil changed every 3,000 miles. What's the difference? The difference is when you have paid for it, when you've paid the price, you assess a greater value to something than if it's just given to you. And I think that's part of this, the message of love does is that we as, and I'm going to get to this in a second, and I'm not going to go very long tonight, but we've kind of got to a place where we, uh, we are in a, a position of love receives. And we're very unfamiliar with the fact that love does, that love is an outreach of 
what we're supposed to be doing. Our foundation scripture is love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, it is not boastful, it is not conceited, it does not act improperly, it is not selfish, it is not provoked. Oh my. It does not keep a record. Oh, I'm preaching now of wrongs. Luke uh, 627 says, but I say to you who listen, love your enemies do what is good, and I've highlighted do good to those who hate you. I think what we have experienced in kind of modern day society is that there is no lasting love. And um, I, I like to listen to this guy named Keith Moore, and he says, we've gotten to a place where we say, I love Chipotle. We really don't love Chipotle. I love uh, Marble Slab. I love Chick-fil-A. I love Netflix. I love, I mean, all the things. I love Twitter. All the things that we say we love, and we use it in the same context that we say, I love my mom and dad. I love my grandparents. I love this. And, and they're totally and completely different levels of love that we would certainly love mom way, way more than we love Chipotle. Maybe a little, I mean, they're right under it. No, I'm just kidding. No, there's a huge, huge, I don't know, you put guacamole on there? <laughs> Those of y'all that don't drink, uh, eat guacamole, at the end of the service, we're going to cast that devil out of you right down. I'm just kidding. So in your fill-in, is there a love that lasts? Does anybody not, not have a fill-in and a pen? We'll get that to you real quickly if you, if you need. Love is a commitment that goes beyond a feeling, and whether I like you or not today, that we really have, as I've kind of prefaced this message tonight, that we have really told people that if you don't like it, then you can do away with it, and so they don't have any lasting relationships because as soon as it gets difficult, they walk away from it. And to have lasting love, you have to have a commitment that you're in whatever relationship it is, whether it's your family relationship or with the romantic relationship and future husband and, and or wife that you say that at the beginning of it, I'm going to have a lasting love that's going to be a commitment. There will be days that I don't like certain people, but I still love them. That's why we were talking about in our hot spot that the divorce rate hovers right at 50% up or down. It really doesn't matter what the percentage is, but that's why people tend to get divorced so easily is because they get to a place where they really don't like that person, and in not liking them, they think that it needs to end. We're going to go somewhere. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going somewhere. Love is a heart decision. Anybody that tells you love is a feeling is lying to you. Let me say, take it further. Anybody that tells you that love is a feeling is selling you short. Love is not a feeling. Love is a decision. We want things to be quick, to the point, satisfying, and done with, and move on to something else. I am, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, a victim of this as well. Why? Who looks at a length of a YouTube before you watch it? Because if it's more length than I really want to invest my time with, I ain't watching it. I don't care who said it was good. You know, if I'm, I'm in the mood for like a three-minute video clip and I look down and see 20, nope. <laughs> Not interested. And we have done life that way. That we treat relationships and each other like YouTube clips. 
that if this thing is gonna take longer than the desired time that I have in my heart, I'm not interested in going any further. Does anybody like Hubba Bubba? I used to eat Hubba Bubba when I don't eat. That's not good. Make your insides sticky. No, I used to chew Hubba Bubba. Me and a friend of mine, I have no clue how to open this. This is childproof. But we would have Hubba Bubba, and what was the other one? Y'all know? Bubble. Bubble. Yum. Oh, there's the bubble. Yum. I forgot the bubble. And what was the third one? Bubblicious. Yeah, this is childproof. And so we were like the Hubba Bubba, Bubble Yum, Bubblicious connoisseurs of fine bubble gum. And so it was a big deal. And I, you know, I'm like a fan. I like grapes, strawberry, whatever, but I'm just a fan of the bubble gum kind, just the bubble gum kind. And this one, oh, that is, it brings back some memories of when I had hair and I used to ride a, a big wheel. Anybody remember big wheel? Outrageous original. That's good. Hubba Bubba Max. Yeah, I'm done with that. I'm going to try another one. I love me. Did I tell y'all I love me some Hubba Bubba? I'm going to try another one. This brings back such, you know what we used to do? Y'all wouldn't appreciate this. Maybe y'all, some of y'all at the back, but we used to play chips when I was a kid. Chips, Ponch and John. Y'all have no clue. Watch me TV. I was John. He was Ponch. I had, a, I had a green machine. He had a big wheel. Y'all have no clue what they're laughing at. Y'all need to live in the 80s and the 70s. Mm. Y'all mind if I enjoy this Hubba Bubba second here? We would roll around the neighborhood acting like we were police officers. Let me tell you what. When I was a kid... This, my Mexican blood, my half Mexican blood is shine, man. I'd be dark. I mean, I just, I tan like no other. Dark, 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 butt white from my own. And then dark, 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 because I wore cutoffs. <laughs> Done with that, too. Do you get the point about the hubba bubba? I think I'll have another one. No, you get the point. We treat... Love like that. Chew it till we're done with it and then move on to the next. And then when we lose interest in that, we think, well, there's another piece somewhere. My fingers are sticky now. <laughs> and we just move on. Instead of wanting and desiring or working toward a lasting love, my love overcompensates any feeling of dislike towards someone. That even though I may dislike you right now, when love does, when I operate in love, that overcompensates for any feeling that I might be experiencing. Love is a compelling force that will cause your heart to go forward. Have you ever felt still in a relationship? Have you ever felt deadlocked? in something. And that usually comes because we are operating in selfishness more than we are in love. And love is a compelling force that causes us to go forward. Progress in life is not what you have or where you go, but where is that you've allowed your heart to go. I, I know there's people out there that they think if I can travel, if I can... Uh, 
if I can be with this kind of people, if I can be with, in this kind of relationship, if I can have this kind of money, if I can have this kind of notoriety, if I can have this amount of likes on my, on my whatever. But we don't have to go anywhere to fulfill the love purpose in our life that we can actually stay in the same place and have great progress in our lives because progress is not made by what is outwardly done. Progress is made by an inner flow of love to us that goes out to other people. You, can never, you may never leave a location and have a progressive heart toward love. Many times... God does not necessarily like what I do. I spit on me now. Last week, Colton spit on me. This week, I'm spitting on myself. Dude, did you know that Colton spit on me last week? He spit, he spat. He, I'll use old English, he spat on me. Yet every day, God pursues me his grace is for me. His mercy is new every morning. That these are the expectations that I tend to have on God. I tend to want from God what I don't extend to other people. Now, the question tonight is, in the next few moments, very quickly, is what causes love to last? I'm going to give you three C's. I'm going to go quickly. So hopefully your pen has lots of ink and you write quickly. Number one, commitment. Commitment is like a foundation that must be dug deep to be secure. Psalms 1-2 says, instead, he delights in the Lord. This is talking about you in the Lord's instruction. And he meditates on him day and night. And he is like a tree planted beside streams of water and bear its fruit in its season and whose leaves do not wither, whatever he does prospers. And I have this weird feeling that people are chasing a prosperous life but are not willing to be planted. And this can take a, a variety of, of indications here and insinuations, but we have people that uproot themselves, uproot themselves, uproot themselves. They spit out the gum, they spit out the gum, they spit out the gum. They never plant themselves, they never commit to anything, and they wonder why their life is shallow. And your life is shallow because you've never been like this Psalms one person that says, I'm going to be like a tree planted by water. Commitment is heard in your language. Commitment is seen in your actions. Commitment moves you from casual to planted. Commitment gives you the confidence that you're building on something real. These are the levels of commitment that no one wants to talk about. And they don't want to talk about commitment because commitment will always cost you. But there is no greater love than someone in your life that knows that you are committed to them for the long haul. Flakes come and go. Don't point to anybody. Flaky people are abundant. Committed people are rare. So two things here. When you're a person of commitment, people are going to be drawn to you. 
And number two is if you have someone in your life that is committed to you, who it be a parent or a friend or an aunt or a grandma or someone, somebody's committed to you, treasure that commitment. Commitment simply lasts. Number two, what, what are the ingredients of lasting love? Consistency. Consistency. First Peter 2, 5 says, you yourselves, a living stone, are being built together in a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices, accepting to God through Jesus Christ. And Peter is saying right here that our lives are being built together. Does anybody live in a home around here? Okay. Does anybody live in a brick home around here? I, my home has brick on it. It would be ridiculous for me to go to my house and say, I'm going to take that brick out right there. See that brick right there? It's coming out. Not only would it be very, very difficult, but it would actually probably cause great, great damage to wherever I'm removing that brick from. And Peter says right here in this, in this letter that we are being built into a spiritual house. Let's take it a step further that God places people in our lives through friendship, through blood, through family that he is building us together with. And that when we don't live that committed life of love does and we're constantly pulling and ripping bricks out of stuff and then we wonder why there's nothing stable or built in our life and we're not following biblical principle that says we are being built together. Every day is an opportunity to demonstrate consistency toward, love, toward life and love. What does consistency create in your life? Consistently, consistency looks beyond your wants and needs and gives, love does, gives to someone. I, I, can I tell you, I saw this story about this woman. Maybe, maybe you heard about it. I don't think I mentioned it last week, but she's a blog writer. Did I tell you all about this? And she had taken her kids to get ice cream somewhere. She you know, had three little kids, stair step, you know, like 10, eight, five, something like that. And she took them like, I don't know, Chick-fil-A or something. They went up to go get their ice cream. And the, the lady behind the counter is handing one, two, three, their ice cream. The mother notes, she's like a, a famous blog lady. I don't, I've never seen her, but she's evidently well-known for her blogs. She, the lady hands all three of these children their ice cream. The mom sees what happens, goes over there, grabs all three of the ice cream cones and throws them in the trash. She's been labeled the meanest mom in the world. Do you want to know why she threw them in the trash? Because not one of her three children said thank you. Not one of her three children looked that server in the eye. Not one of her three children acknowledged their existence. All they simply did was take. Not a thank you, not I appreciate it, not looking in your eye and seeing if you're human. This woman, this woman was uh, interviewed on, on a news program and she says, I want them to be decent before they're happy. And love will cause you to be decent before love will cause you to be happy. Because love always does. We need to get to a place where we don't give a rip about ice cream and we give a bigger rip about the person behind the counter I've preached tonight. Consistency creates an atmosphere where courage can thrive. 
You want to live a courageous life? You want to be strong? You want to be brave? You want to be something, somebody that stands up in the middle of trouble and, and is a strong, brave person? Then you need to have a life of consistency. Flaky people are not strong people. Oh, I'm, hard, I'm like horrible tonight. I need to calm down. Maybe I need another piece of hub above or something. Right consistency steps out and believes for better things. Consistency, I love this one, creates a well-balanced atmosphere. Oh, can I say this without you guys just absolutely hating me? You know why you always have turmoil in your life? Because you're not well-balanced. You know why people run away when you come along? And I know, hopefully, I'm not, maybe I'm speaking about your friends. Like everybody's like, oh Lord, here they come. A bucket of troubles. People, <laughs> people that are well-balanced, you enjoy being around them. You like being around well-balanced people. People that are drama, got more drama than afternoon soap operas. For all you half, uh, Hispanic people, more drama than the novelas. About two or three people got that novelas in. <laughs> my tendency is to curb my attitude so people can see that I've not been done right. When we talk about consistency and living a well-balanced life, my tendency is that everybody see all the trouble I've been through. Moody is not a strategy of love. <laughs> Oh, somebody help me with these amens or oh me's or oh my or I'm going to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> being overly sensitive is an enemy to love. A tender heart creates a balance in our hearts. Have you ever had that time in your life where you're like, my emotions are going crazy. Do you know what that's a product of? A life that is not founded in tenderness of love. Because people that are conscious and love doers are not moved by their emotions. Taylor, if you'll come on. Oh, they stole my Taylor. Allie, if you'll come on down. That building meeting team. They better get that thing done quick. I need, no, I'm just kidding. Love is expensive. It will always cost you. But love, I love this right here. Love pays the price that is worth spending. I like, yeah, anybody seen these Michael Kors bags and stuff, all that kind of stuff? They're expensive. Even the ones that, TJ Maxx are expensive. But some of you ladies, does anybody have a Michael Kors? Am I even saying it right? Bradley, you look good in that thing. You got one made out of tape, don't you? It's got the M MK on there. Love it. But you know what I found out? I was walking through TJ Maxx the other day, and this lady was looking at them. They've got them all hooked up in wires and stuff because they don't want you to be taking those without paying for them. And she's over there, and she's like, the guy was getting him off the little wire thing, and she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh. And then she, he was holding that one, and she's looking at, uh-huh. And she goes, I'll take both of those. And I was like, 
I was kind of like looking at the prize. I was walking by. Allie, I was trying to find your, your uh, birthday present. I haven't found anything yet, but I still got a couple more days. I was like, $199. $100 and, $150 for a purse? But the woman was, exp- was uh, what do you call it, willing to pay that for that price, for that bag. That in my mind, it might've been expensive and it might've cost, but she was willing to pay the price for what she wanted. And we need to get to that place. We're willing to pay the price of love to get the benefits of love. That's a well-balanced life, a consistent life. Here's the last thing. Love that lasts celebrates. We take for granted what we should be celebrating often. Somebody help me with this message. I'm preaching myself happy up here that we often take for granted the things that we ought to be celebrating. Where you feel celebrated, you stay. Guys, this is going to help you. You really want to know why girls dump us left and right? Because they don't feel celebrated. I, don't, I didn't hear a single amen from no, no girl in here. I was like, stupid guys walking around. I don't know why she dumped me. That's the fifth person that's dumped me this year. Because you're an idiot. And you don't, and you don't celebrate them. And you don't make them feel special. And you don't make them feel valued. You don't make them a focus of your intention. And they're not interested in being an afterthought or a side thought. They want to have, be celebrated. They want to be valued. And where you are valued, you stay. That's where love lasts. Your heart can connect where you feel celebrated. Now, this is often, and, and I'm not against social media. I feel like I've, I've just blasted it. But we often f- treat social, we treat our relationships like we do social media. I don't know about you, but I can fly through Twitter. Anybody else, you have a, you have a what do you call it, a mutant power to flip through Twitter in no time. Man, I got it. Foom, 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 foom. Heart, foom, 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 foom. Retweet heart, foom, foom, foom. I'm going to do it quick. Boom, done. Anybody else? I mean, you can, I mean, nobody sits around on Twitter. Oh, let me, let me ponder what they're saying here. They have eaten chicken for dinner. Okay, let me think. No, are you kidding me? We are flipping phone, phone, phone. Pictures are even better. Phone, phone, Instagram, phone, phone. I get this sense of accomplishment when I get to the bottom of the feed and I've already seen it. Yes, I'm done. (laughs) And then we treat relationships like that. We want it to be a quick feed. We want it to be something that we just go through and give no thought to, no commitment, no struggle, no trial, no investment. And we'll we'll give an invest, we'll tap a heart for you or we'll click a like or maybe a retweet, but love is not something you just scroll through. It has to be something you celebrate. We have lost the art of human connection. I'll let you read that uh, story there about the prodigal son. If you remember the story about the prodigal son and the, and the son that stayed at home, 
the father's love in there was committed to both of those sons, the prodigal son and the son that stayed at home. In, in, in the scripture, it says he celebrated the one that went out and spent all, but he also celebrated the one that was too prideful about his hard work for his father. That Jesus in this story is giving us a story what do you call it, a parable of sorts about the father's heart that the father in this story was willing to celebrate his sons. And the point of all that is that the father's love lasted far beyond the actions of either of his sons. That when we get to a place of love does, that we are committed and consistent and celebrate people. Can I tell you one thing about the father in that story? He was unmoved by what his children did. And we need to get to a place where love does that we are unmoved by what people do right and people do wrong.